skin is a living part of your body and your largest organ. And as skincare experts for over 30 years, Dermalogica's number one focus is on empowering people to achieve their healthiest skin ever. Education is at the heart of everything we do. So our podcast brings advice from top skin health experts directly to you. Join us as we discuss research and skin technologies to help you get real results. Welcome to your skincare journey with Dermalogica. It's time to start living in your healthiest skin. Welcome to Living Skin. Hey everyone, it's Beth by Alco here and I am so excited that you have joined us today for another episode of not only about skin in general, but really about some skincare products and more specifically about SPF. So today our podcast features a newer product that is very important to our daily use and that is the SPF we've just recently launched with Invisible Physical Defense SPF 30. So I could think of no one better to bring on the Living Skin podcast today than our very own Brooke Anderson from our Canada location. So welcome to the podcast, Brooke. Hi, Beth. Thank you so much for having me. I am a podcast junkie at heart and a huge fan of Living Skin. So um, I'm really happy to join you today. Well, thanks for being here and thanks for, you know, calling in, um, you know, in this time of what's happening in our in our community and globally. It's been great to be able to virtually connect with you. And so I know our listeners today are going to really appreciate the information that you're about to bring us um, regarding sunscreen specifically, but also to our new product for Dermalogica and the Invisible Physical Defense. So we appreciate you definitely being here. Um, So for those of you tuning in, a little bit about Brooke. Um, Brooke actually has over 10 years of experience in the skincare and beauty industry. And she brings brings with her really a vast knowledge and passion for training professional skin therapists. An interesting personal story with Brooke is that she actually struggled with skin issues. And when she began her career, as a skin therapist working for some of Canada's top skin centers, her goal was to really change people's lives through healthy skin. Now she is our national accounts instructor for Dermalogica Canada, and she heads up development of customized curriculum for uh, Dermalogica Canada's top chain accounts, and definitely is a motivator when it comes to being able to train and educate professionals in our industry to really be the top tier of a skin therapist in the world. And she's constantly pushing and promoting and inspiring them to be really successful in both their personal and their business careers, really taking it to the next level. Brooke also grew up in South Africa. And I know for a fact, she has a very different view on the sun and the skin. And Brooke, I know you are an advocate for sun safety. Can you tell us a little bit about why sunscreen and SPF in particular really is a passion of yours? Absolutely, Beth. Um, I have to admit, I was not always the most careful when it came to uh, protecting my skin from the sun. I definitely indulged a lot in my upbringing in South Africa. You know, I was out there with my friends as a teenager, you know, doing the baby oil in the sun, which I hate to admit on a global (laughs) podcast. (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, <laughs> because of that, I think um, I've really started to see the effects of sun and the skin on my own skin. And uh, with my family being from Africa, we have a lot of issues of things like malignant melanoma in our family. So, you know, it's something that I kind of have learned the hard way a little bit in terms of the damage that can happen. But I think I've definitely tried to think of that as a positive in terms of just trying to shift the mindset of, you know, my clients in the past and, you know, working with skin therapists to help them shift their client's perspective in terms of what can actually happen when it comes to the sun and the effects of it on our skin. So that's definitely where it all began for me. Mm -hmm, definitely. I mean, you were, de you were giving me some flashbacks of uh, when I was a young teenager of not doing the best things. Um, but you, know, you live and learn. And now, I mean, literally since the age of 18, I've been a sunscreen junkie. So we want to slow, slow all of that exposure down. So I think you really made a great point when it, when it comes to like your lifestyle and environment, right? Growing up in South Africa, things change, young teenager, right? Doing things that mm -hmm. your friends are doing. So at Dermalogica, we kind of we kind of re refer to that more as like our exposome, right? Our lifestyle and environment and UV exposure is the number one cause of skin aging in every moment that we're exposed to daylight adds up and unprotected skin. We're going to see things like premature aging and wrinkles and hyperpigmentation and, and even skin cancer. So, I mean, there's other ways to protect the skin, you know, beyond a broad spectrum SPF, right? Like shade and clothing and honestly, just having, you know, good common sense. But <laughs> I'm excited today to talk to you because we're going to be discussing the new invisible physical defense SPF 30 that's just been added to Dermalogica's broad range of excellent SPF moisturizers and sunscreens, but this is a very, very different product. So before we jump mm -hmm. into that, I thought it would be great to ask you about the two main types of sunscreen. So we have physical and we have chemical. Now both have their own unique properties and benefits. So I thought maybe you could educate our listeners on some of the key differences between those two. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's definitely a few things that we, you know, have to consider when it comes to how sunscreen works with our skin and how to really choose the right option for your skin. Um, you know, physical sunscreen is something that will include things like zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, for example. And those are basically minerals that kind of sit on top of the skin and basically work to kind of reflect those UV rays away from our skin. And physical sunscreens tend to really be favored, um, you know, by those who have more of a sensitive skin, somebody who's a bit more reactive, somebody who's prone to that redness because of the fact that they have such a gentle nature in how they work on the skin. Um, the downside typically and historically with physical sunscreens, however, is that they tend to have a bit of a bad reputation. They, they have often left that kind of whitish or purplish hue on the skin which makes them a little bit less desirable in terms of how they wear on the skin. Um, of mm. course, that is until now, but I'm going to save that for a little bit later. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, on the flip side of that, like you said, Beth, we have chemical sunscreens as well. And I think, you know, so often, even when I talk to my friends and family and some of our uh, skin therapists, 
we sometimes hear the word chemical and we think that that's something bad or something unhealthy. Um, but we know that that just isn't the case. Uh, in fact, when it comes to skincare and how we develop formulas here at Dermalogica, we rely heavily on not only the best from nature's pharmacy, but also the best of science. And chemical sunscreens fall into that category. And really, when we think about how they work on the skin, it's a bit different to physical sunscreens. Uh, chemical sunscreens tend to absorb and kind of transform the UV rays uh, in the skin and kind of turn them into heat. And some examples of those ingredients would be things like avobenzone or octanoxate, some really good sciencey words. But uh, generally with chemical sunscreens, we can achieve a higher SPF protection. And these sunscreens tend to feel a little bit lighter and generally look a little bit less noticeable on the skin. Um, they are ideal for most skin conditions or most skin types, except for that sensitive skin that we just spoke about. They're going to be better suited to that more physical approach to sunscreen. So it's not really the case that one is better than the other. It's just really about how you can find the best option for you and the best option that's going to be right for your skin um, as well. Um, I think also one thing that I wanted to note, Beth, uh, Beth is that uh, outside of sunscreen, we know that we need to be aware um, of the sun protection factor or the number that's associated with that sunscreen. And uh, it really just tells you uh, the ability to screen or block out the sun's UVB rays. So for example, if you had an SPF 15, it would block about 93% of UVB rays and a sun, an SPF 30 would block about 97% of UV, UVB rays. So um, there's lots to consider when it comes to how sunscreens work on our skin. Right. Yes, definitely. And thank you so much for explaining that so well to, to our listeners today because there can be a bit of confusion when you go out to select a sunscreen and you're looking at it going, you know, do I need um, a 30? Should I do a 50? Should I do a hundred? And I think definitely what's important is that we recommend a minimum of 30 an SPF 30 used on your skin on a daily, a daily basis. And we did say daily. So whether there's sun out or not uh, during the day, we really want you to, to be protected. And it's also important to look at that sunscreen, as you mentioned to not only the SPF um, sun protection factor, but also that it's broad spectrum. So we want to be sure that everyone is using a sunscreen that protects from both UVA and UVB rays. So let's, let's jump into talking about these rays because I think it would be great for everyone to understand what exactly we're getting protection from and the differences between what is a UVA um, ray, a UVB, and there's another uh, type of ray we want to talk about and or light, I should say, um, and that's HEV. So we'll come to that a little bit later. So I'm going to let you take us through discussing these different types of, of rays. For sure, Beth. And I think um, one thing that I always have to kind of remind, um, you know, clients about and even, like I said, friends and family is that it's kind of not just us talking about the rays, but why these rays are so impactful on the skin and, and mm -hmm. what kinds of challenges they're going to pose for us, um, you know, physically and structurally. And, 
you know, over the years of working in this industry as a skin therapist and now in education, um, the number one complaint that we all hear about all the time is, you know, aging skin. The fact mm -hmm. that we don't like the damage that's occurring to our, uh, to our skin, you know, structurally over time. We don't like the fine lines. We don't want the deep lines. We don't want the hyperpigmentation or those pesky dark spots that we see. Um, and all of these changes to our skin structure really make us appear older than perhaps we would like to appear. So, mm -hmm. you know, when we think about UV, obviously there's going to be some damage that occurs to our skin and that physically changes what we see on the surface of the skin as well. So it's, it's kind of skin deep and beyond. Mm -hmm. um, so when we're looking at UV and HEV, um, really what happens is that we start to see an impact to some of our skin structure. So things like our collagen start to break down and we also trigger what is called free radicals within the skin. So basically, you know, these are unstable molecules that kind of go a little bit crazy and start to attack and degrade that structure of the skin. And in terms of those dark spots that we were talking about, UV rays stimulate our pigment producing cell, which is called our melanocyte, which basically causes more of that pigment to form and accumulate on the skin, which is why we see obviously that that change in color and the change in tone in terms of even some of that unevenness on the skin. So what I think, uh, you know, like you said, Beth, that a lot of us are aware of the fact that UV and the sun is damaging to the skin. Um, and I love that you mentioned, Beth, that this is not just, you know, you know, if you're outside in the sun, it's not just if it's the middle of summer or if it's a beautiful mm -hmm. sunny day, you know, this happens to us every single day. And that's something that I really like to advocate when I talk about sunscreen is that it should be, you know, a daily thing. It's, you know, whether it's winter, whether it's, you know, a terribly cloudy, rainy day, whether you're spending most of your time indoors for that particular day. Um, and I know a lot of us have been spending a lot more time indoors with, you know, COVID-19. Yes. We're still getting that damage. You know, we're not immune to that just because we're inside. So I think that's where it's really important for us to kind of understand how the two different UV rays work um, and what kind of issue they cause in the skin. So um, really, when we're talking about UV rays, we're talking about UVA and UVB. So let's kind of start off by talking about UVA. Um, I always think UVA, these are the aging rays. These are the rays that are going to lead to premature signs of aging in our skin. So the hyperpigmentation, the, wrig the wrinkles, and even looking at, you know, the triggering of things like skin cancer in more severe cases. Um, UVA rays tend to have a bit of a longer wavelength. So what I always imagine is that with that longer wavelength, they're able to penetrate further into our skin and go all the way down to our dermis, which is where we have things like our collagen housed within the skin. And, you know, like we said, these UV rays, specifically with UVA rays, they're always present, whether it's rainy, whether it's cloudy, they also have the ability to penetrate glass, which is why, you know, you tend mm -hmm. to see even you know, pigmentation on one side of your arm or one side of in your uh, of your face because of, you know, maybe where you're driving, you know, things like that. Um, so it's really imperative for us to be wearing sunscreen, even if we are indoors and on that daily basis. Um, 
when it comes to UVB rays, I always think B for burning. So these are the role, the rays that are going to play a huge role in things like skin cancer, um, particularly malignant melanoma. And these are high energy rays that have a bit of a shorter wavelength. So mm -hmm. they typically damage our epidermis, which is kind of like the outer layer of our skin. And they're less prevalent on rainy or cloudy days, um, and they don't necessarily penetrate glass. But, you know, something that I always think about is we might think, oh, well, if, you know, if they're not around that as much on those rainy days or they're not really penetrating glass or maybe we have those um, clients for those of us who are skin therapists or maybe we think, well, I don't burn. So it's OK. I don't need to wear sunscreen. Um, but these rays are harmful whether or not we're prone to getting those sunburns or not. So it's important for us to get, like you said, that that broad spectrum protection. So. Um, at Dermalogica, we talk about sunscreen as your daylight defense, meaning if it's daytime, we're protecting our skin. So mm -hmm. look for those options to give you that protection on a daily basis. Yes, definitely. I mean, UVA and UVB, you've got to have that full, that broad spectrum um, protection. And I love how you clarify the fact that we want to be wearing sunscreen outdoors but also indoors and most specifically here's why because outside of uv there is another kind of a noticed risk to the skin and that's hev which i mentioned which is your high energy visible light so can you tell us a little bit more about hev and how it affects the skin yes absolutely i love that you said that it's kind of unnoticed because i think you know, this is truly kind of a silent attack on our skin that we don't necessarily consider. So, you know, more and more research is emerging about how we have this other threat to our skin, like you mentioned, known as HEV, which is high energy visible light. And essentially what this is, it's a short wavelength blue light. So you'll often hear it being referred to as blue light that makes up about 35% of the sun's electromagnetic radiation. So all that sciencey stuff aside, this light is also emitted from our electronic devices. So, you know, for those of us who've been working from home, looking at our screens, you know, when we're glued to our cell phones, all of that um, blue light is attacking our skin silently and pretty much unnoticed um, up until recent times. And, and studies are suggesting that blue light may be strong enough to penetrate the skin, generate free radicals, those unstable molecules that we discussed, and break down collagen. And obviously when we hear those three words, break down collagen together, it's not a good thing. So, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> so too much blue light, um, you know, is causing problems in our skin. It's darkening the pigmentation, especially in those of us that have a deeper skin tone. You know, um, we, we can see more inflammation showing up, more of that pigmentation and the darkening of existing pigment. So all of that said, we have a lot that we need to be protecting our skin from for sure. Yes, yes definitely. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, Beth, is that you know, especially for those of us who are skin junkies um, and for anybody who's perhaps investing their time, investing their money into professional skin treatments or advanced treatment options, think of SPF like your ultimate skin insurance. If you're not protecting your skin from what we know is the number one cause of skin aging, then what type of results are we actually going to see on our skins? Um, you know, we can have the best 
lotions and potions out there and be getting the most amazing treatments done. Um, but are we going to get the results that we want to um, if we're not protecting the skin outside of those treatment options or outside of those other amazing products that we have in our skin routine? And, you know, on top of that, outside of, you know, making sure that we're using SPF on a daily basis and having it as that, you know, daytime routine, it's not necessarily a once and done type of attitude that we have. You know, we need to make sure that we're applying our sunscreen correctly and we're using it correctly. So that means, you know, in, your, in the morning when you're getting ready for your day, start off with that sunscreen 30 minutes before you're heading out for your day. And then ideally we want you to be reapplying that sunscreen every two hours to ensure that you're getting that optimum protection, um, especially when you're spending prolonged periods outside in the sun. And uh, depending on the SPF that you're using, some of them can be layered on top of your moisturizer. Some of them can be mixed in with your moisturizer. Or, you know, we have some amazing options at Dermalogica that are, you know, your two-in-one solution, your moisturizer and SPF together. So mm -hmm. there's lots of options to help you get that protection that can fit into your lifestyle and, and what you're looking for in terms of uh, your at-home skin routine. Yes, definitely. And I, and I like how you gave examples of the different types of options because with Dermalogica especially, there is a sunscreen for everyone, regardless if you have oily skin or dry skin or, you know, you want to have something that's more convenient, like you mentioned, the kind of like the two-in-one solution mm -hmm. as well. And that's, that's going to be really key and important. So, if you're listening in and you haven't found your ideal sunscreen, I definitely recommend that you check in with your local skin therapist, talk to them about your needs, your lifestyle, you know, how you want to be using these products, because I think that's a really helpful way to make sure that you have the sunscreen that definitely fits into, into your lifestyle. So Brooke, mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier when we were going through the kind of the physical and the chemical sunscreens, one of the key ingredients that is in a physical sunscreen um, is zinc oxide. And that is a key ingredient in our new product um, for invisible physical defense SPF 30. Mm -hmm. And you also talked about how sometimes like a zinc oxide or a titanium dioxide can leave that kind of lightish bluish hue. It kind of makes things look, looks a little chalky. I mm -hmm. think what's interesting with our our new sunscreen is that we're using what's referred to as an ultra sheer form so that you don't get right that kind of chalky whitish residue on the skin when you apply it. What mm -hmm. exactly is ultra sheer zinc oxide and how does it work within uh, this product and on the skin? So zinc oxide is one of the most effective sunscreen agents that we have available. And it does provide that broad spectrum defense. So you're getting your UVA and UVB defense, mm -hmm. but it's also known to defend against blue light. So that HEV that we were talking about, that kind of silent attacker, this ingredient can help defend the skin against that as well. So it makes this, uh, our invisible physical defense SPF 30, an ideal choice if you're concerned about all of the damage that our skin is being susceptible to. So first and foremost, when we talk about zinc oxide, it's a mineral. So it's ox an oxidized form of zinc. 
and in sunscreen zinc oxide kind of sits on top of the skin and reflects the skin uh, sorry reflects light to protect the skin from sun damage mm -hmm. so um when we think about the ingredient itself typically the the particle sizes can be quite large which is what would actually lead to that white cast or that kind of chalky sort of residue that you were referring to um, but with some amazing scientific advances we've been able to actually micronize this ingredient or basically kind of make it into smaller particles so that we can get that ultra sheer finish so you can say goodbye to that kind of chalkiness and that residue um, when it comes to invisible physical defense, SPF 30, we really meticulously tailored the formula and the process to help deliver the best wearable experience for our clients. And really what we wanted is a sunscreen that can perfectly blend to invisible on any skin tone. So we used the ultra sheer, pardon me, zinc oxide that was made with ultra fine particles um, dispersed into a blend of um, basically polymers and plant-based oils. So what you need to know about that is that this is what helped to make sure that those particles that we kind of micronized in terms of the zinc oxide didn't kind of clump together. And that way we'd get a nice uniform distribution on the skin, which helps with that transparency that we're looking to achieve and that invisible aspect to this product, um, but also so that we can make it super spreadable and basically have it disappear with, you know, a quick spread on the skin. Mm -hmm. And yes. yeah, and I think, you know, this is truly a physical sunscreen that is the first of its, of its kind. And it's ideal for everybody's skin, especially that sensitive skin that we spoke about. Um, but more importantly, even, you know, everybody's excitement is that we can say goodbye to that white residue um, and that sort of downside that we typically associate with physical sunscreen. So it's super exciting. Yes, definitely. And I, I love how you mentioned that about the spreadability. And it literally does, you guys. When I put this on my skin, it disappears. Like you do not see a trace, which means it is excellent for, um, for all skin tones that are out there that are using this or looking for something that just doesn't leave that kind of, you know, white re residue on it. We also did, um, and I know everyone's probably thinking this, at least our skin therapists are, are tuning in right now, are probably thinking, <laughs> what about some clinicals? And that, you know, of course, is something that we are very um, passionate about at Dermalogica. And this was a key thing for us as we had to do, right, like a technical assessment um, in the lab. Um, so one of the things we looked at was when we applied Invisible Physical Defense SPF 30 and kind of compared it to like a key competitor is that we, you know, really tested this out to make sure we could see the, the opacity and mm -hmm. the spreadability. So there's also a key thing that we also did in the lab with um, a test kind of analysis, I should say, done with a reflectometer. Can you tell us a little bit about that device? Yeah, absolutely. So it's basically a device that measures um, what we call spectral opacity. So it measures the product transparency on the skin. So, you know, we kind of did some comparisons and we found that Invisible Physical Defense SPF 30 was two times more transparent um, than the competitor that 
that we compared with. So the result is that it is truly a physical sunscreen for all skin tones, which, you know, I know Beth, you said it, it blends so well on your skin. I have heard from everybody that has tried this, including all of my friends and family that I'm, you know, making them use this product that the feedback is, you know, a resounding, um, you know, love for the product and how it feels on the skin and that we do get such a great spreadability and not having to worry about, you know, do I have little bits of white sunscreen left all over my skin? It's, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Or trying to rub so much that you've then kind of <laughs> sensitized your skin because you've used too much pressure to kind of right. blend, to blend in that zinc oxide. So besides yeah. the zinc oxide, there are other ingredients, Brooke, that I'd like to, to chat about that kind of help support this new innovative formula. Um, mm -hmm. I love the fact that we're using the, the bioactive mushroom complex. Um, this is, you know, an amazing ingredient that helps to kind of soothe the skin and also reduces, um, kind of like that UV induced redness and dryness. So I feel like one of the things I've also noticed and, and tell me maybe your experiences too, is that when I do put this on, it doesn't make my skin feel dry, like a traditional sunscreen. What about for you? Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. And I think that's something that, you know, before I even got to get my hands on the product, I was like, okay, well, if it spreads really well and it, it kind of tends to, you know, absorb into the skin well and, and it dries well on the skin, is my skin going to feel dry? Um, and as somebody who has um, kind of chronic dehydration issues and is pretty much a sensitive Sally. I'm very reactive. Mm -hmm. um, I love the fact that this helps not only to make sure that my skin doesn't feel, you know, dry or dehydrated, but it also is super, super soothing on the skin. And I think that's something that we don't necessarily expect from a sunscreen. And I love that extra added skin health benefit to it for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, and some of those, the soothing properties, uh, are coming from ingredients like argon oil, there's tocopherol, there's basabalol as well. Um, even to help with that kind of moisture in the skin, there's a boost of sodium hyaluronate, which of course is humectant that really helps mm -hmm. to lock in that moisture. And this also has another kick of the antioxidant uh, from the matcha green tea. And that's fantastic because that is just a, a great uh, antioxidant that's really rich in, you know, vitamins and polyphenols to really help fight the free radical damage that you mentioned earlier and kind of slow down yeah. those signs of aging. So it's definitely a formula that has really, I feel, has it all. And it's just mm -hmm. a long-awaited sunscreen that a lot of us have been really eager to to have, not only in um, in retail, but, you know, we want to be able to, to really talk to, you know, our clients about how to use it. And, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. when we finish off, um, you know, finish off, let's say, like a chemical peel or something yeah. where you need to, to have someone uh, put on a physical sunscreen before they head home, you've got something right for, for your back bar as well. Absolutely. I think as well, you know, one of the things... I mean, I'm a little bit biased, but one of the things that I love about Dermalogica is that we don't just have kind of that one pronged approach. We really think about the, the skin as, you know, a whole and how we can impact the skin health. So it's not just about that defense in terms of the UV and the HEV that we're exposed to, but it's 
you know, like you said, how can we soothe the skin? How can we add an additional element of protection against those, you know, free radicals, those unstable molecules? So I love that we get that, you know, multiple benefit from just one amazing product, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking now that there's probably after we've talked about this in great detail, which has been so fun, so great to to talk about all things skin, especially about the, a, a newer product that we have. Um, there's probably a few questions that maybe some of our skin therapists might be thinking. And I think one of them would be, okay, I get the name, right? Invisible Physical Defense um, SPF 30. But why is this product just, I shouldn't say just, why is this product um, an SPF 30 and not a higher SPF? Yeah, I think that's a super valid question for sure. And it's a question that comes up a lot with, um, you know, sunscreens in general is, you know, why not make it a higher SPF? And for this product, it was really about having that happy medium, that great balance. So we wanted to make sure that we provided the highest SPF that we could while also maintaining the best wearability. So to provide that higher SPF, we had to compromise a little bit of wearability and we wanted this product to blend to an invisible skin tone, uh, to be invisible, sorry, on all skin tones. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we wanted to make sure, okay, if, if we could get that balance between SPF protection as high as possible, but also of course, making sure that we still get that, that amazing um, blending and wearability from the product. Um, dermatologists typically recommend a sunscreen with an SPF of at least 30, which is, you know, exactly what you said, Beth, when we kick things off is that's what we would recommend is at least that SPF 30. And that way you're getting, you know, that um, protection from 97% of UVB rays. So you're still getting an excellent amount of protection, but you're also able to get the benefit of um, the experience and, and how the product wears on your skin. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Thank you so much for explaining that. I think that's just a key thing for a therapist to know because, again, they might have questions from right their clients or their mm -hmm. consumers about um, you know why it wasn't higher. So I think that makes complete sense. There's also another question I think is probably coming up. We talked a lot about the zinc oxide and how it's a little bit for us in this product is ultra sheer. Mm -hmm. And I just want to clear that up because I think people might be thinking, well, is this, you know, is this nanotechnology, right? Is Dermalogica now using nanotechnology? So I first and foremost want to say, no, we are not. So Dermalogica does not currently use nanotechnology um, within our sunscreen because nanotechnology, right, is going to use nanoparticles to help improve the appearance um, of physical sunscreens. And these are very, very, very small particles. So as Brooke described, we're doing like an ultra sheer form, like a micronized form mm -hmm. of the zinc oxide. So completely two different things. And I wanted to be sure to address that, that we are not using a nanotechnology with this product as well. Um, mm -hmm. And I think before we close, it's going to be important if we can talk a little bit about how to use Invisible Physical Defense SPF 30 to get the best results. If you could take us through that, that would be great. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So uh, Invisible Physical D Defense SPF 30 is going to be your 
daytime go-to. So this is gonna be part of your daily routine. So you wanna start off with that amazing Dermalogica double cleanse, get your skin prepped and ready. Um, you can apply your toner of choice if you need to apply any serums or targeted treatments to really you know, deal with your additional skin challenges. And then what you're gonna do is you're gonna apply your favorite Dermalogica moisturizer. So for me, I'm a super skin smoothing cream fan. So that goes on first. And then I go ahead and once that has absorbed after a minute or so, I apply my Invisible Physical Defense SPF 30. And again, I, I kind of mentioned this in passing a little bit earlier in our episode, but um, ideally you want this to be applied 30 minutes prior to sun exposure. And uh, again, like I said, reapplying it every two hours, um, especially if you're spending some time outside, you know, it's a perfect little tube. You can pop it into your purse and, and head on your way or into your backpack or whatever um, for that additional defense throughout the day. So that's uh, really something to consider when you're using this product. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. And it, it really is actually easy to use. And you might be thinking, how does it work underneath makeup? I think it works. I think it mm -hmm. works perfectly underneath. I don't notice any type of like dryness or dragging or any type of disruption um, when I've used it underneath, you know, foundation or powder. So if you guys yeah. want to learn a little bit more about sunscreens after today's podcast or tap into understanding invisible physical defense SPF 30 more, or maybe you're just trying to find the best sunscreen for you from Dermalogica, I encourage you to go to invisible physical.com. We have a fantastic, basically what we call um, a widget, if so to speak. And you can put in your information such as basically like your city, your country, your zip code. And it's going to tell you about what's happening when it comes to sun exposure and then ask you a few questions about you know, what you're looking for in a sunscreen and your lifestyle and the environment that you're in. And it matches you uh, perfectly to the best Dermalogica SPF that's going to be recommended for you. So check that out. Invisiblephysical.com is a great resource. Absolutely love this. Especially if you're traveling, you can always find out what's happening when it comes to, um, you know, air pollution and sun exposure and, you know, and how definitely cautious that you need to be with wearing your sunscreen as well. So Brooke, thank you so much for being here today with us. This has been number one, informative, super inspirational. We always love, you know, hearing everything from you and sharing this with us from an educational standpoint. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Beth. Um, hope everybody learned something new. <laughs> Oh, definitely. I think so. And I think everyone's already uh, running out to uh, get their new sunscreen or, you know, replace it. And one thing we should tell them, Brooke, too, is I always recommend for my clients is please check your expirations on your sunscreens as well. That's going to be important. So mm -hmm. have a great day, everyone. Thanks for joining Brooke and I on this podcast to, dis to discuss sunscreen and Invisible Physical Defense, SPF 30. Until next time, cheers to living and your healthiest skin. Thank you for listening to Living Skin. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. If you have any topics you'd like for us to feature, send an email to livingskinpod at dermalogica.com. And until next time, 
Cheers to living in your healthiest skin.